They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. 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 My music's so loud, I'm swinging. They hoping that they gon' catch me riding dirty. Trying to 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 catch me riding dirty. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 246, Charles number one podcast recorded in the basement. Back on a Tuesday after a previous Saturday morning record, we got Duvall, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, happy Tuesday. Glad, excuse me, glad to be back. Um, I saw you a little bit over the weekend, so yep. it was good to see you and cut loose a little bit. But um, if you're looking for me, Rod vs. Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram. All right, and we hadn't seen him in a while. But he's always a little – he pops up on Twitter every now and then, still hasn't posted an Instagram in probably about two years. But, Kevin, man, how you doing? What's going on, you know? Just got to avoid that Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Yeah, Kevin, I have uh, finished – well, I haven't finished, but I've got all the cards, the Dolphins table cards laid down. Got them glued down. Now I just got to apply the epoxy. So, again, I appreciate your your assistance in, in, in adding a couple of those. And I was able to. So what uh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, what theme do I need to go with for my table? It's hey man, whatever. It's gotta, whatever, be, it's gotta be Cleveland based, but yeah, I, I mean, stick with you, one team. Do I go all three? What do I do? I mean, I haven't done one that would be like if you did a Cavaliers and uh, an Indians and a Browns. That would be interesting to rotate. You go line by line doing different ones, but the big thing is just uh, figuring out the size you want and all that good stuff. But. This one, I was going to say... Make an entire table of yeah. uh, all the failed Browns quarterbacks? You could do that. I was we, I was actually talking with somebody else <laughs> who sent me some uh, some Dolphins cards as well that was similar to you, Kevin, who had a bunch and collected here and there. And he was mentioning we could do, like, if you do, like, a top bus table, you know, the Jamarcus Russells, oh, the David Carrs. That'd be kind of funny as well, just those, you know, those, those big busts, but... Yeah, can you cross reference basketball too? Because you, you could do some Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Oh, yes. hey, we don't yeah. need to talk about Anthony Bennett. Well, I mean, you got Kyrie out of one. You got LeBron on one. You got a bust yeah. on one of those every now and then. Wiggins, kinda Wiggins was, is kind of a bust. Yeah. Too, but traded you know, him for a number one overall. Him. Yeah, he okay. hasn't lived up to those expectations. But I will say it was tough. Finding so many like 160 something Dolphins cards, you know, I'd collected until about like early yeah, 2000s, and then kind of went didn't went silent when I started had to pay for more things as you get older. But Kevin, we found a couple people like on I was telling Duval this past weekend on Facebook Marketplace who would who would do like 60 cards for mm-hmm. five bucks, and they'd send you whatever. And sometimes you, know, you could ask for the team, and right. you know, but it could be. 45 Dan Marinos and 15 O.J. McDuffies. I swear, O.J. McDuffie, <laughs> I have so many O.J. McDuffie cards now. Like, he was the, the perennial all-pro. But And then we did a, another person who just did, like, 200 cards for five bucks. And I ended up with, like, That's cool. 50 Jacksonville Jaguars, five Panthers, and then it somehow randomly, like, 20 Dolphins. But I didn't end up with certain teams like Browns or Texans or anything. So Were just, they um, mostly from the same set? No, they were all over. Were they random? Like, okay. That, like I, told I was Duvall, wondering if it was just somebody getting rid of their like bulk or something. Or it was either and, 
And one person, they were from Wisconsin. The other person was from North Dakota. I don't know if, like, maybe their Walmarts are getting hit up right here. I know in Charlotte you can't find a pack of cards yeah, in any Walmart or Target, to Target today. for months. <laughs> it's been like that since, like, September, October. You can't find any any sports cards whatsoever. So I don't know. Or they, again, or they just go hit up the local, you know, thrift shops where someone just gave them a bunch of cards and they're, they're getting rid of them kind of thing. But mm-hmm. they're from all areas. Like, I, I got a Derek Brown rookie card, holographic. But then I also got a, a Jeff Lewis Broncos rookie card. Like it's just they're just right. all over the place. So it's just one of those random things. But it did help finish out some of the table and some of the cards. A couple repeats on there because I'd invested too much time and too I couldn't keep hunting anymore anymore <laughs> Dolphins cards. But I think it, it came out Duval. Hey, look, you came over here Saturday. What were your What were your thoughts yeah. on it? It was really nice. And then I like the, the the middle portion that you did with the Dolphin. Um, I, I think that was really cool, man. Like I said, you you you, you did a really good job. I mean, even with the, the the last table that you did was really good. The one that I accidentally burned, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you you, de- you definitely did really good with it, and everything looks really good. So yeah, well, if you want, if you got a cards, or I even said like you can use your favorite Sports Illustrated magazine covers, all that stuff, paper products, we can do it. So I definitely know we'll be coming up with uh, different ideas. You know, for creating tables, and I know Kevin's probably next on the docket since now he's got a little more square footage in his new place of getting a table there. So, all right, for me, well, well I, I, I've got an idea. I've okay. got an idea for you that, that I, I, I would pass to you just as um because I collect, I got, I still got a lot of East Bay magazines. Okay, and I don't know if that would be something that you could put on a table, but if well, you can, you know, I would certainly uh covers. Yeah, you could do the yeah, covers. Just the yeah. Cover, yeah. Yeah, would, yeah. yeah, okay. It, okay. Yeah, you could definitely what you would do, Duval, is now you would be okay with obviously tearing that cover off or the page yeah. out. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. So you would take that and it'd be a table and you would just, you know, line it up kinda you could either cut it how you want it or keep the whole thing and then just kinda collage it on a table. We you'd mosh posh it down and then let that dry and then you'd go over it with the um, the epoxy and you'd be good to go. Okay, just just know I got something coming for you. Then just let me know. Yeah, you just let me know. <laughs> okay, However I'll... much I need to help or not, like I'll, is, people are always like, "What's the, what's it cost to do that?" I said it honestly depends on what you provide. Like if you've already got the table and you got the cards, I'll just help you assemble it together. But if you need help finding the table or getting some cards, then the prices can kind of you know vary on that. But it's all right. good fun. It's not like we're here making millions of dollars. So. You know, it's just cool to put some some yeah. artwork and get the cards out of the box because they just sit in the box and most of them aren't worth anything. So no one has that Tom Brady that just sold for half a million dollars sitting at their house. So, <laughs> but yeah, for me on social media, you can find me Twitter and Instagram, J Roll Nation, Facebook, The Beards Watch Podcast, and then our podcast is on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. You know, hit those five stars, reviews, all that good stuff, and then YouTube. They see me rolling with our brew reviews, beerio carts. All them shenanigans there, so hopefully we'll be inching up. We are going to do a reaction video for the first round of the draft via us down here in the basement. And then, again, if you guys want to send us videos that to add into that, we'll do that as well just to make one collage. And uh, if, you, if you're if you lucky enough, you get to end up like uh, Crash, who was the only one who didn't like the LaMelo pick in the reaction video, and he just constantly gets ripped in the comment section by all the random people that comment on it. <laughs> so that's pretty fun and, and good as well. So, all right, for our guest tonight, everyone's heard 
when uh, Buck or Brian Buckhauer has been on the podcast. It's been a while since of COVID. He, you know, he got married. Now he has a kid. I'm sure once Game of Thrones kicks back up and Survivor kicks back up, we'll be doing our uh, fantasy games and all that good stuff again in our reviews. But met this guy via through the internet, Twitter. Figured why not have him on the podcast since we're doing these Zooms now. So, uh, David, man, how you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. So give us here, since we all don't really know you that well, a little background of yourself and all that good stuff. Sure, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. grew up in Statesville, same uh, hometown as Buck. Uh, we met through a uh, mutual friend uh, and, yeah, just kind of, you know, hanging out, friends ever since. Played a lot of Xbox, really. That's kind of okay. how it all started off. Xbox Live doing the whole thing. We saw each other, you know, somewhat in person, too. And then, uh, yeah, just as we got older, you know, became okay. friends. We were going to, like, wrestling events and stuff. But, um, yeah, man, uh, went to App State, go Nears. And worked at uh, the hometown newspaper for a couple of years after school, then had to get out of there, just didn't want to be that. <laughs> uh, yeah, moved up to Asheville, had a friend that was working over at the Grove Park Inn. Okay. And it just gave me like a little foothold to get up here, find a job. I uh, had another friend that had a you know a room that recently opened, so everything aligned, worked out perfectly. Uh, came out and started working in the hospitality industry here, did it for about six years or so and okay. then just uh moved into a new career so yeah working on that okay so what what's the new career actually i uh, just started working for an uh, independent uh insurance agent okay agency. nice so, yeah just starting out there they're gonna pay for the getting the schooling and doing the license all that sort of stuff and yeah man so great. what what made you want to jump from the hospitality to insurance Mostly the schedule. I just had to get out of uh, working that, like, you know, maybe 10 days on, another two off, or, like, sort of things like that. Yeah. You know, I've got a uh, three-year-old. Okay. And, you know, you're going to miss, like, a lot of those times on the weekends and yep. stuff like that with um, my schedule. I was taking up with my fiance. I had to change all that. Yeah. Oh, I understand. Yeah, it can be tough. Okay. Well, do you feel like you're going to enjoy this more? Or, you know, will you miss some of that hospitality stuff? I'm already, like, loving the weekend. Just the fact that I have, like, a weekend and I know I can do it. Like, oh, the college football? Got it. Bro, got it. I've missed so many games over the past, like, five, six years almost. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I feel you in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, you're good. No, I was just saying, um, I guess uh, if there was something I would miss from hospitality, it would just be you meet a lot of really cool people. Uh, just especially up here in Nashville, and there's you know people that are trying to do like that are really good artists, just trying to you know pay some bills while they're getting that going, or acting or things like that. And they're pretty cool, like great people, musicians, stuff like that. Uh, definitely not going to miss dealing day to day with people. You know the <laughs> typical like, especially when you're working a bar or anything like that. Just uh, typical assholes to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> so and then COVID. Yeah, Turn so, that up another notch. That's true. Yeah. So what would be, mm-hmm. since you work in the Asheville area, your top three things to do if you were visiting Asheville? Definitely just like, uh, well, man, once it kicks back up the music scene, okay. food scene, just like that whole thing is great. Uh, probably, I would say the top thing is just outdoors. Yeah. You know, it's so much like hiking, rafting, all that sort of stuff. I mean, you can't lose with that. Uh, definitely, yeah, the food, music, bar scene that's great um 
and then just kind of like the typical like the weirdness of Asheville I'd say is its own attraction <laughs> yeah like just walking around like some of like the murals you'll see uh, the street artists musicians stuff like that um, I mean we had a lady up here who I think she just sat and played spoons no teeth <laughs> but she had a bluegrass band accompanying her the whole time and would just get crowds of people out there wow okay like made a killing and money and just, I think she's and record it and stuff like that too now. Oh, okay. All right. Duval, you got anything over there? Yeah, I was I was going to say, like, I know you kind of spoke to just like the day-to-day as far as um, in hospitality. I mean, you had, you know, customers coming in each and every day, so many mm-hmm. from all many different places. Like, I guess, are, are you looking forward to the adjustment of, even though you'll still have customers and clients, whatever the case may be, it's just like being insurance. It's, I guess it's a little bit different just because, you know, you, you don't have that same type of interaction. And even if it is interaction, it's only like kind of like you said, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Are, are you kind of looking forward to that where it's kind of dialed back a little bit versus, I, I mean, can't really, you're not going to, I know, I'm pretty sure in hospitality, you get a lot of complaints about this, about that. You're not necessarily going to get complaints about insurance because it's like, okay, so this is your policy. This is what you signed up for. This is what's covered. I don't really know what else to tell you. You know? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, in a way. But the most of it, like, in hospitality, I was in hotels pretty much the whole, whole time, like hotel or like a resort area, something like that. So when you're dealing with someone that's just difficult, you're dealing with them for, like, days, days on it, and, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whereas, like, if you're just working a bar or anything like that, you got somebody, you got that one, like, bad interaction, then they're gone, basically. Yeah. And then, but with the hotels, man, they just keep coming around. Like, it's, <laughs> and it's one complaint, it's another complaint, it just snowballs, usually in the weekend. And you do what's some crazy stuff, man. What's the worst one that you can think of that really, you sit back and you're like, I'm glad I don't have to deal with anybody like this day when I had to deal with this? Um... One time it was at the Grove Park Inn, and there was a lady who was a defense attorney by a profession. And apparently, at some point, she went to go uh, down to the cafe, get some food, grabbed a bottle of water, and she had a coupon for a free drink. She just kind of like either laid the coupon down or didn't set, set it down or whatever, but she walked off with a bottle of water. Uh, I guess the person at work in the counter thought she stole it and they called up to her room said something about a stolen bottle of water and then next thing you know she is just pissed she comes down to like the front area i end up being the guy that has to deal with this and just take this on and the whole time she's going i asked well you know can i hear the message that was left on your phone and she goes oh well i erased it and i'm sitting here thinking like you're a defense attorney and you just erased, like, the evidence, like, the key piece that is just backing your whole argument. And that this whole runaround's going on about, yeah, you deleted it. And then also, meanwhile, behind me, coming into the main entrance, is an ambulance just comes screaming in. Stretcher comes out, guys go up, everything like that. This lady just, just doesn't break her eye contact with me the whole time. She's just dead focused on this $1.50 ball of water. She's being accused of taking them. <laughs> And the stretcher goes up the elevator. She's still going on. Stretcher comes down the elevator, has a guy on it. They take him off. 
And it went, and then I just basically stopped in the middle of her whole rant and said, you know what, I'll take care of the dollar fifty if this is a problem. I got something bigger to deal with. And she finally realized, like, some guy is, like, having a heart attack or something, some sort of emergency is going on. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's just, yeah, that laser focus over a dollar fifty bottle of water and just fighting it. Yeah. But, yeah. Crazy. Stuff like that I, is insane. I work in retail, so I kind of I, – I, I can – identify you know a little bit with you know with, you say you deal with customers and then they're gone so that's the one thing i don't have you know i deal with a, a bad person i might not ever see them again but i can sympathize i guess with you having to deal with them like an entire week yeah. that sounds awful oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get really but, cool um, things too like oh good <laughs> no no go go ahead finish, finish okay. yeah you get some really cool stuff like um like especially at Grove Park, it's a pretty big name, so you'd have like celebrities coming by and staying. So having those interactions like over pants span of you know a couple of days to a week or whatever is pretty cool. Like uh, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, those guys coming up, yeah, hanging out. Uh, Michael Jordan brought up like the entire like Hornets coaching staff one year when it was like oh, Steve wow. Clifford okay. in that group, and so you have like Jordan, Patrick Ewing walking around. Nice. Yeah, so that's I. Uh, awesome. I actually got engaged in Asheville last year, and we went to the Omni Grove for dinner that night. So yeah, yeah. kind of cool. We just made dinner reservations or whatever. So I have been there. It's actually a pretty cool place. But uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, so I got a question for you. You said you're a big wrestling fan, right? Yes, sir. Big wrestling fan. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot and say uh, name your top five all-time wrestlers. That's a tough question. It's a tough question, but there's not really any wrong answer. I mean, number one, you can't really deny Ric Flair. I mean, just Ooh. everything that guy is. I mean, just the Ric Flair drip, you know, give me two claps and a Ric Flair, all that. I mean, just the guy Here, is just like a legend. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. Charlotte, with Rick, North Carolina, though. Yeah, here's my problem yeah. with Ric Flair, and I loved Ric Flair, but he team hops. You know, yeah. it was it was during yeah. the it was during yeah. the Panthers. I think their 2013 season, and then the 49ers beat them. But like, I think Cam and them were doing the two claps on a Ric Flair, and then next year yeah. he was yeah. he was down with the Falcons, and then he was with the Niners, and then he hops over yeah. where. And I get it. He's just he's just creating a brand, and he's a brand yeah. of everything, and the money's mm-hmm. got to flow from somewhere. But I loved Ric Flair until it was just like he seemed like he never really chose one team. I get it. I think he follows players. Yeah, to be I mean, honest with yeah. You. yeah. I know he's a big LeBron fan because I remember during the championship run, he was around and he came to some games and stuff. But I so do I remember know. him like when the Panthers did that in like thirteen, and then when he showed up to like a Falcons game in like Falcons gear, it stopped. It like immediately like stopped. They were like, "Oh, okay, well, this is kind of you know," because they were using it so much. But not to interrupt your list, but that's my only problem with Ric Flair. There, go ahead, keep going. Oh, no, you're good, you're good. I was going to say, too, I, uh, I went to the inaugural Bobcats game. Uh, it was against the Wizards, I think. Yeah. And I went out to go uh, the concession stands, grab a drink, everything like that, start coming back into the uh, seats. And there's, like, a group of about four or five guys right there at the front of the tunnel. And they start walking in, and I just kind of stepped in behind them and started going. I walk in, and the whole crowd is yelling, woo. And I'm just looking around like, what the hell's going on? Next thing I noticed out front... The biggest guy out there, slick back white hair. Yeah. And it was Ric Flair. 
And so basically, this is like the closest like I'll ever have like a wrestling WrestleMania moment myself. <laughs> was walking into this tunnel with like the entire crowd screaming "woo" and Ric Flair doing his whole thing, just walking down the tunnel the steps. So I'm just coming in there like I'm like a member of the posse just coming out. <laughs> so, so that was fun. So uh, now that we're talking Ric Flair stories, uh, I actually I, I wrestled like AAU wrestling, like club wrestling around here for like one year. Me and my brother did years ago. And I don't know if any if you're familiar with going to wrestling tournaments. They start at 7 a.m. and they go until 8 p.m. They're the longest, you know, and you may wrestle two or three times, whatever. Anyway, one time Ric Flair, his son was wrestling. Obviously, he's a couple years older than I was, but anyway. And I just remember him walking through and everybody kind of just following as he just was trying to watch. And it's the son that passed away Reed, what, in 2013? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember, like, the whole, like you said, this whole audience that's kind of, like, dead. Some people are watching their kids or whatever. But just seeing him try to be a normal dad, but you still can't escape it, especially in a sport that everybody there, pretty much 95% of people there knew who you were. And that was, I mean, that probably had to be, like, early 2000s, I want to say. Late, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, but... That was you speaking of your story of walking in, kind of felt like you were with mm-hmm. the posse. I just remember kind of like sitting up in your seat going, oh, and then he had his posse just kind of walking around and like the rest of the, you know, there's like eight mats set up and go there and then watching his son compete. And I think about the pressure of that, your dad watching you try to, you know, you wrestle while he's, you know, the millionaire over there. But, yeah, that was my see, Rick, yeah. Rick Flair story. All right, you're number two. <laughs> right, number two, uh, got to go with The Rock. Yeah. Best like we got, we got the best same promos so of all far. time. <laughs> oh man, just yeah. Rock had some of the funniest things I've ever heard in wrestling. Was the greatest stuff. Uh, let me see, Chris Jericho probably at three. Okay. Go with it, that. Man, now we're getting difficult here. <laughs> Again, it could just be your favorite wrestler. It doesn't necessarily mm, have to be the all time yeah. favorite all time. But, you know, oh, I know. I know. I'm just trying to throw. It. I mean, there's so many good ones. Oh, you're good. Oh man. Uh, really, I'm a big fan of Kenny Omega. Most I loved the, the, all the New Japan stuff, with the Okada fights. Those were my favorite. I uh, I don't mean to interject. My my one big like wrestling thing I went to. Uh, we went to on the my fiance and I went on the the Jericho cruise. The first first Jericho cruise. Nice. So that was cool. So we got to see Omega. Young Bucks and all of those guys. Wait, Kevin, I think you're skipping the lead there. You've gone on a wrestling cruise? Oh, yeah, a wrestling cruise. So, so was <laughs> Never, this the, I didn't even know they wrestling had a cruise. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. They, claimed, they claimed it was the very first one. I, I, I guess it technically was the, the very first professional wrestling cruise. So was this through the yeah. carnival? Was it through fantasy? Um, I, I think it was through Carnival. Okay. I cannot remember who it was through, but essentially, you know, we flew out to Miami. Yeah. And then we sailed from there to Nassau. Okay. And so it what? Was just there was, there was like a ring on the on the cruise ship. Okay. And they <laughs> they had wrestling pretty much throughout all the time. They had uh, musical acts. They had all kinds of crazy stuff. It was they had like meet and greets. Signings, autograph signings. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember that. Like the Carolina Panthers used to do a Panthers cruise. Like uh, they did it for probably like eight or nine years. Never went on one, but 
it would always be, you know, you said you'd get signed, you'd meet people signed, then you'd always hear people tell stories of like running into like Brad Hoover completely sauced, like just right. just out of his because he's like on vacation. It's like it's that little slice of time, like right after the Super Bowl and before the next season starts, where they would do these, and you would, you know, there would be funny stories of where they'd run into him. Hammer, no. Did you have any of that, or or was it were people just walking around in oh, wardrobe yeah. all the time? Oh yeah, like, dude, you would just you would just be walking around. Like I guess I have stories of I rode an elevator. I'm on the elevator. We're going up to like the first level, and it stops the level, and in walks you, you don't know who this is. But you, David will know who it is. Uh, Pat Patterson walked on to the elevator. Yeah, he just yeah. passed away not that long ago. But he's he's like an old school like wrestler. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm in an elevator with Pat Patterson. <laughs> and then uh, there was another instance where it was Halloween on the cruise, which was cool. It okay. was over October. So it was Halloween. Everybody's dressed up as the wrestlers. I dressed up as Ric Flair. Okay. To do it. Uh, Jacob's seen the costume. Oh, so that's uh, where that costume check, came from, the then. Burial. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, see, from. now we're connecting dots here. We're connecting a lot of these yeah. dots. Rick yeah. Flair drip. Rick so, Flair yeah. drip. So I'm walking around with Rick Flair. Uh, Katie, my fiance, was uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, she was walking around with it was like a list of Jericho. Yeah. Because that was her favorite creation of Chris Jericho. It was a different persona that he had. Um, so I'm walking. You know, everybody's kind of busy. I walk off. I have to go to the bathroom or something. So I go to like a separate part of the ship where no no action's going on, nothing's going on. And, uh, I go down the hall. It's near this like really nice steakhouse on the ship. Uh, so I'm walking down the hall, and down walks uh, Cody Rhodes and his wife Brandy, who they're professional professional wrestlers, and uh, they're in like these really nice suits. And she's in a really nice dress, and they're about to go to the steakhouse, and I'm just walking down like I, I look like Ric Flair, I'm going to the bathroom, really embarrassed. I just kind of like, hey, how's it going, guys? Didn't want to bother them, but but that iteration, and the only other like interaction I had with somebody who's just walking around. There's this wrestler named uh, James Ellsworth who was on there. And he was just an asshole. That's all pretty much I could... I, I remember running <laughs> into him and be like, oh man, it's James Ellsworth. And he's like, just looking at me. He just stares at me. And it wasn't an act. He was just uh, being an asshole. <laughs> that's funny. I had so, I've never heard of anybody being on the uh, the wrestling cruise cab. You've been hiding this for years and years here. I guess, I, I guess. It was 2018. I guess I just forgot to mention it. But wow. Okay. No, it was cool. It kind of pre... Uh, Precursor, there's a newer professional wrestling uh, organization kind of going against WWE called AEW. Yeah. Uh, check it out on TNT. <laughs> but, <laughs> nice plug. Uh, this was pretty much the beginning of it. It, it hadn't, hadn't conceptualized yet, but all those guys got together and kind of started their own company. And so it was, it was pretty cool being able to go on that and see how that kicked off and yeah. see what it is today. That's but it. anyway, that was you, Chris Jericho was your number three. We keep interrupting your list. <laughs> you uh, a long, long question. Uh, you're all good. That's a good story, man. You gotta go. Back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Stone Cold, gotta throw Stone Cold in there. Yeah. Oh man, then we'll say uh, Undertaker. We'll keep it classic. I mean, the guy's yeah, just. Yeah. There you go. Can't go wrong. Everyone with that. knows the internet. Everyone knows that gong. Everyone knows that sound. <laughs> now, Kevin, you brought the broach the question. What are your top five? Okay, mm. so it was pretty similar. I definitely had Flair, uh, Rock, Austin. So there's three. 
Um, Taker, I agree with that. So what didn't I agree with? You had Jericho. Did you have Omega on your list? Uh, yeah, it's one of the, the guy I really like, one of my favorites probably right, right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I have to put Hulk Hogan, even though he's kind of, we all found out he's kind of a racist piece of shit, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess in that age group, who isn't, unfortunately, but we don't need to talk about that. I mean, he's just, he was never the greatest wrestler in the world, like when it comes to technical wrestling, but like Hulk Hogan, kind of a big, everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. Say what you want about him. He's still like a legend. (laughs) Duval, do you have a top five? We'll go with that. Man, um, I'm a, I, I know I got a top three, so yeah. it's it's The Rock, yeah, Stone Cold, and Undertaker. Um, I I don't necessarily have a a four and a five. But those are the top three, and I wasn't a huge wrestling fan. Right. Yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but those three, I, I, I definitely like. Um, and I don't even know. This is gonna sound bad. This is how you know I don't know. Um, gosh, what was it? Oh gosh, I don't even know if they were even in WWE. Uh, Rakishi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just liked him because yeah. he was fat. He would sit on me. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then, that's, uh, that's... I, I, I guess you could still say Ric Flair. Yeah. So, so that would be yeah. it. Yeah. That would be there it. There you go. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob, uh, I mean, Duvall, the top, your top three are probably about the same. I mean, The Rock, Stone Cold, um... I mean, I throw Andre the Giant in mind just because it's oh, always yeah. great to see. Oh, yeah. okay. It's always wild to see huge people do everyday things, and he just made like everything look so so much smaller. And then you know, um, but again, like yeah, I wasn't. I was your your basis, just your top level type right. of guys. I do remember when the the controversy hit when they were WWF, but then the World Wildlife oh, yeah. Federation Foundation yeah, yeah, yeah. came in yeah, and made them, like, change yeah, yeah. anything. And so everybody was so mad that they had to get new T-shirts or whatever. Like The only tra- company is to defeat the WWE. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Straight up. Straight up. I, I, have a, I have a T-shirt that's a panda because their logo is a panda. Yep. And it's got a steel chair in it. Yeah. WWF. Yep. I, I want that. one of those shirts, too. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty great. Because I remember going to, like, you know, as a kid, you'd go to the zoo, like the Ashboro Zoo, and they're a part of the WWF. And I remember getting, like, a uh, window decal of, like, the panda or whatever their logo was, and I was like, wait, how is this the WWF? And then you've got the wrestling WWF and just putting that together. And then I want to say, like, I don't know the time difference between it's finally when they started clashing, you know, suing each other, whoever was winning out of whatever it was, but... Just one of those funny things right. how that I remember back in the day. So, so do you have a fifth? A fifth, man. A fifth, I, you, what, you, I I only did like three. Did I, I, I'm at I'm at the top. <laughs> you did four. You did four. You, you got you took what you did. Stone Cold Rock. Uh, uh, Andre, Andre Flair, Giant. Maybe. Yeah, Flair's Flair. yeah Flair's Flair. in there. He could be like my fifth I since mean, he he changes everything so much. Um, but I don't. I mean, I have to. I'd have to go pull up the old uh, NWO. Or just 
video game from N64 that everybody loves go. where you just you, oh, know, you can do the tag team and throw people out. Was it Re- Revenge? What Revenge, was that, that was it, like yes. That? Yeah. Yes. That was always a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. So. Can you name an NWO member? No. No, absolutely not. One. One I, one NWO no, member. I, I can't I, name a single one. No. That's, that's one put of those. Put a, put, a, put, a, put a gun to your head, <laughs> yep, I'd be dead. There's, there's a, I'd have to do a little a little research before, but yeah, no. I, that's fair. Yeah. All right, so... All right, we can stop overloading with wrestling. <laughs> it's all good. I, I'm glad I actually was going to have y'all, you know, talk about what your thoughts were of last week's... I know it was the big, what you would call it... Uh, oh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. If you wanted to have yeah, yeah, yeah. five more minutes to break it down for any wrestling... What were your overall thoughts of WrestleMania last weekend? Uh, David, you can go first if you want. Sure. Uh, I was... It was a little underwhelming for a WrestleMania. That's what I kind of think. Like, mm-hmm. there were some fun matches in it. Uh, you know, definitely some disappointments in there. Uh, I'm not going to get in too much detail of it. But, yeah, it could have been better. Uh, but, yeah. That's basically, it's like bare bones, straight to the point as I can keep it. Like, yeah, it was I, it I was agree. what it was, yeah. in a way. Just, yeah. Like, it was nice. They, it was the first event that they've had, uh, you know, a decent yeah, amount of night. fans. Right, and they and they are splitting it into two nights now, which which is kind of cool because nobody really has seven or eight hours to sit down oh, and watch God. wrestling. <laughs> However long it was starting to get yeah. over the last few years, uh, so but it was cool to have the fans there. Uh, I will say that and the first night was probably way better than the second night, uh, but but yeah, it just it just they don't they don't really know how to build anything anymore. It kind of no. sucks. <laughs> the main events were all right. You know, it was yeah. pretty good. Uh, it was like some of the mid-card matches that really were good. That's where it kind of carried Yeah, No, bit. I mean, you know, overall, I still I, I enjoyed watching it. It was still cool. But definitely, if you're going to rank it in WrestleManias, it's probably towards the bottom. But. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, it is our NFL draft is in about a little over a week away. We've got it. We'll do our draft week special next week. But since David is a Panthers fan, I'll let him get his piece in. Kevin can maybe chime in on what he thinks the Browns going to do. But it's here, David. Your thoughts on what you kind of want to happen, expect to happen, and all that for the draft coming up. Really, I mean, I think uh, we don't really need to go down the quarterback route too much. I mean, if like say Fields was there or some, you know, someone that's high on your board. Go for it, but Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, Kyle Pitts, if he's around, only I, that's I mean that's the way I would go. I would yeah. probably go Slater. I think Sewell's going to be gone. Maybe the Cincinnati. Maybe they take Hayes, I, but I just see us probably getting Slater. I uh, it's it's funny. I don't know if you guys saw the picture going around on Twitter yesterday. The Bengals unleashed their new uniforms. And in one of them, it's oh, Joe yeah. Burrow sitting there, right? Oh man! And his scar. And it, yeah, and that scar was there. Ooh. And someone was like, "Tell me who the Bengals are taking without <laughs> telling me who the Bengals are taking." And it basically yeah, was his I scar front and center. So I really think they shouldn't overthink it. I know people are like, "Oh, they can re- reunite him with Jamar Chase since they won a championship," but your quarterback just ripped his whole knee in half. And again, I'm, I, we, mm. me and Duvall talked a little bit about this at the baby shower at this past weekend. You court, you can have all the weapons in the world, but if you can't throw, if you if your quarterback's on their back, it doesn't really matter, yeah. right? And they haven't they haven't addressed that in free agency like at all. No, they haven't. Which people it, were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> they, they took T. Higgins from Clemson last year in the second round, and him and 
him and uh, Burrow were on a pretty good tear there for that midseason before he tore up his knee. And I, and I think they can manufacture – I mean, Zach Taylor's supposed to be that guy that can manufacture offense. But to me, you just saw your quarterback destroy his knee and the top tackle is going to be there at four when usually we're talking about the top tackle going one overall. But it seems that the quarterbacks are just so – I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence, no one's surpassing that. So that's an easy pick. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that one there. The, the draft really starts at, I think, three. What are the Niners going to do? We think it's Mac Jones. But could it be Trey Lance? Could it be Justin Fields? I mean, I, I don't know. That's where it really gets dicey. I don't know. I got like this like conspiracy theory going on now that like Mac Jones is just getting pushed and elevated just so he can be that guy that the yeah. cameras are on all night because he's not getting picked. Okay. They need to have that that's plan fair. to storage. That's, that that's, 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 that's fair. Like, he can have the Aaron Rodgers treatment as he starts sliding down yeah. the board. Yeah. Exactly. The Brady he's, Quinn. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Brady right. Quinn. That's that's why he's there. And that honestly is a, that's a that's a pretty decent comp, Brady Quinn and Matt Jones. I never Jones. thought about that. I never wow. thought about it because they're eerily similar kind of play. They don't bust you out athletically like crazy. I mean, um, I just it's just hard for me to wrap my head around trading three first round picks for Matt Jones, and that's what the Niners oh, have no. done. I mean, that's basically yeah. they traded more for that potential pick than teams were saying that we're going to give up for Deshaun Watson before all his shenanigans. So that I just yeah. can't, I just can't, I can't see it. But again, it's the NFL draft. It seems like Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I was listening to uh, Todd McShay talk about it and how he was like, you know, uh, Shanahan just saw you know Matt Ryan when they went to the Super Bowl couldn't escape the pocket and get sacked and they couldn't kick the field goal to win the Super Bowl, right? And then we've watched, uh, and then he just watched Patrick Mahomes run all over his defense in the fourth quarter to beat him. So why would he take a quarterback that can't run and can't move that well? I mean, I know that Mac Jones is somewhat right. athletic, but when you got Fields and Lance there, I just don't see the reasoning, but I don't know. We'll see. That's why they get paid the big bucks, right? Yeah. these. Yeah, get paid, <laughs> uh, this is To me, this is Lynch. I, I don't know if it's Shanahan's last call because he's his coach and has held him wrong, but, I mean, Lynch, I think this is his last big move, right? Like, if this fails – I don't know if Lynch is still going to have a job in two years yeah. because yep. if, if you look back on it, he did pass on Mahomes and Watson and took Solomon Thomas, right? And then that first-round pick he took uh, was Reuben Foster, who's out of the league because he had all his crazy you know, domestic crazy violence stuff, yeah. stuff. So, now they've hit on some later picks, but you know the first-round picks are the ones that always get people hired or fired, so we're going to see what happens there. Duvall, your thoughts? Yeah, I was, I was going to just add to that as far as Mac Jones. Like, I, to me, and this is just me, you could have stayed where you were and drafted Mac Jones. Yeah. That and Based off the draft board. And now, of course, you know, crazy things happen. But, I mean, is he that much, you know, is, is he top four? I don't think so. Because is he that much better than what you have now? Now, if you put Fields in or Lance there, I think they can really have a legit opportunity to compete. For that first job. And then also, I'm always skeptical about Alabama quarterbacks because of so much talent that's around him. Like, he had a stud running back, eight, a uh, um, Heisman Trophy receiver. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got two receivers that are going to go first I, receivers, yeah. I, possibly in the top 15. 
you know, so with that being said, like, like, is it really, is he really putting up those types of numbers? Which is why, like I said, they'll make the same argument about Justin Fields. But to me, I feel like you're not going to trade up that high for somebody that you could have stayed in that same spot or you could have traded to eight or seven and got. I just, you know, thought, so I, I, yeah, the me and Mac Jones is like you said, was he ever the best player on the field or for his team? And that's, no. and that's no. And that, now, again, like you said, that's a lot of talent, but usually that's kind of what you want. Now, to counter that, Duvall, because I've had this conversation with a 49ers fan who does like Mac Jones, which is hard to okay. find, you know, Joe Burrow was surrounded by a lot of talent, too, on that LSU team. True. So he, that that is a counter. I'm not saying I, you know, I I still wouldn't take Mac Jones out. I wouldn't touch him till the second round if I was really wanting a quarterback. But that's the counter. Well, see, I'll – well, see, I'll tell you this. I've never really been that high on Joe Burrow. Because okay. I always had that same question last okay. year. Okay. Now, now the thing was, was to me, if Tua was never injured, I think Tua would have went one. But then that would have been, Al- been your Alabama quarterback theory again. True, but I think I think Tua's I think Tua's ability to escape and there was a lot of other abilities that he was able to show that I think he would have been in that same realm. Yeah. Um and, and don't get me wrong, I think Burrow was a great talent, but, I mean, he had a stud running back. He had a stud defense. He had two top receivers in Jefferson and um, what you call it, the guys coming out of Chase coming Chase, out this yeah. year. You know, and then they had uh, Randy Moss's son out there that was decent and tight end. So he really was loaded. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's shown flashes. This, he showed flashes last year before the injury with Cincinnati, which was a, a bad team. To let you know, okay, this guy has the type of potential. But to me, I'm like, Matt Jones might be, he might be that good, but I just didn't necessarily see it. I mean, he it wasn't like he was pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. He threw the ball, he would throw slants or curls, and Devontae Smith did the rest, or Waddle did the rest. Or he handed the ball off, and um, Najee Harris. Harris was going to give you in the six to ten yards of care. So, I mean, I mean he, he could go, but I. I just don't see it. I, like I, think, it. I think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And I think he's going to be one of those that they're going to sit there and say he slid and San Francisco, if they were really big on him, they could have stayed where they were. But I think they're taking Fields or Lance. Because of what Mahomes is able to do, his mobility, his ability to move, Lamar Jackson, what he's done, what Cam did years ago, the, the mobile Russell Wilson, a lot of that mobile ability at that position gives you an opportunity to kind of cover up some of the deficiencies. You yeah. know, Patrick Mahomes was able to cover a lot of deficiencies until the Super Bowl when he was running for his life and he couldn't <laughs> run for his life anymore. His, you know, so. His foot was all jacked up and they ain't giving him. Well, I mean, listen. That, that too. You any, know, so. Anytime you have to start Mike Rimmers in a Super Bowl, your team's going to take a loss. That's proven. 0-2 and Super Bowl <laughs> starts with Mike Rimmers as a starting tackle. Yep, the that's, team that's still true. hit receivers too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was. in the face. That's true. He, he was still completely yeah, tons of passes. Like, Falling on the ground, still hit receivers in the yeah. hands. So parallel to the ground, yeah, still hitting. So I'll, I'll pose this question. I kind of ta- I kind of mentioned it somewhat to Duvall at the the thing we were at. Is there anybody, David, that you would, if the Panthers drafted, that you would be mad about? Not even Bad maybe not fans. maybe no. not a player, maybe no. not a player, but maybe a position or something like that. Ah uh, man, I really want to get that like that tackle spot filled. We've been okay. on that rotating, just 
dwarves. It's gross, really. Yeah. And just seeing, like, I just still seeing, like, clips of, uh, was Matt Khalil, just yeah. the human turnstile Matt Khalil, just letting people go. And then, I think it was a, John Ellis put a clip on Twitter about, like, a guy, or it was Cameron Jordan just blew through Khalil, nailed Cam, and then Khalil just kind of, you know, stood there, didn't help Cam up, anything like that. And it's like, you just let him get drilled. Yeah. But pick the guy up. Yeah. So I really want to see that spot get filled. Uh, but, yeah, unless it's like Kyle Pitts, I don't really want to see us go wide receiver tight end, like right off the bat. Yeah. Not yeah. even if Jamar Chase, no, no, no. Like, if it's Pitts, go for it. But, no. And I, I, I'm with, I, I like the Pitts stuff and everyone's freaking out about him, but. It, to me, the latest tight end, tight ends can be the slowest developing position. Now, he's a freak of nature. To me, I just line him up outside like a receiver and just throw him yeah. jump balls. You know what I mean? But you can find those tight ends. I mean, all the top tight ends in the league right now were third-round picks or below, right? The Selix, mm. the Kittles, the uh, – what's my man from, uh, from Kansas City? Kelsey. Kelsey. They were all later picks. So, you know, can you find those – and I don't think, yeah, you can't be upset if you take Kyle Pitts into there. I don't think he's going to last till eight. To me, yes, Mac Jones would be the one that would upset me if we picked him, but I think that ship is sailed. I think we've traded for Darnold. I think the only one sitting there, it sounds like if Fields is there, the, the staff is intrigued with that. I don't know if they pull the trigger. I think they may trade back if Fields is sitting there because there's going to be, if, if, if one of those guys are sliding, I think there's going to be a team like the Patriots or the Broncos or whatever, who are going to be fiending for a quarterback who may want to, you know, get up there and get it. So I just, I just, I don't see them taking a quarterback now after trading what they traded to get Darnold. And he's, he's a year younger or six months younger than Joe Burrow. Than Burrow, yeah. Exactly. You know, and yeah, exactly. I just think that's, I think they wanted Lawrence or they liked Wilson, and those two guys are long gone. They're already one, two. And other than that, I think, once they made that trade, I think they're kind of focused on that offensive line, a corner or a safety. But, you know, with that Fritter being from Seattle, they always seem to trade down. I could see them trade down and maybe accumulating a couple picks since they just gave up three or four picks to get Darnold. But, you know, you don't want to get yeah, out I mean, too far and then you're not getting that prime position or something. So, player. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, I, if you could trade back, say, you know, late first round, mid to, that, mid to late, there's probably, you know, a good tackle. It's apparently a very deep tackle draft. Yeah. Or just getting, like, a, a Caleb Farley yeah. or J.C. Horn, like, you know, a cornerback, somewhere we need like that, and just accumulating even more picks in the third or a fourth or a fifth or anything like that. I mean, I would be more than happy with that, too. Yeah, so it's – I don't think there's like I don't think there's anybody that would make me upset as in last year it was kind of an up and down of who we were gonna take because I think the the players as in the Mac Jones is is off the board so he's not gonna be gone whether if he's sitting there he's sliding I think past us or he's going to San Francisco at three and everybody can laugh at them but unless they go and win a Super Bowl in three years then we'll they'll all be laughing at us but more power to him yeah kind of. And to kind of add to that, I don't necessarily think there's any necessarily anybody to make me mad. I think if we take an offensive tackle, play him at left tackle. Like, I don't want to take some of those guys that they're talking like they could play guard. Like, no, 
you're not going to take a tackle, and you're not going to take a guy at eight and put him at guard. Like, you could get somebody in the second or third and put them at guard. Or you could get some of these free agents that we got, and you can plug them in at guard. But if, you can get, if you're going to get somebody at eight, legit let them play left tackle because we've got the right tackle. And, I mean, we've got guards and center combos and stuff like that. We're okay, I think, in the interior. But I think if we're going to – if we trade back and we pick up another left tackle and then get another left tackle or left guard or whatever in the second round, I think I can justify that. But at eight, if you're going to get a left tackle, let them play left tackle. Because now, I think – Duvall, I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep devil's advocating you all day today. Okay. So when we took Jordan Gross, he started his rookie year at right tackle, and then he became probably the best left tackle we've ever had in franchise history. So there's your count of that. And then Khalil, when he first started, he started at guard and was atrocious and it was horrible. And then they moved him to center that next year, the end of his rookie year, and he got better. So I get what your point is saying. But I think they've been preaching big on this position flexibility, and there's a potential where if this rookie comes in and somehow Greg Little decides to play football or whatever, you could see that that they take a spot where a guy could yeah. go guard or tackle. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, and, and I, I, I can see where you're going with that. The only thing is, is I, I just hope they have a clear cut plan for this guy. Gotcha. Whoever gotcha. it is, gotcha. if, 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 if you're gonna. If you're gonna plug him in at guard, we better have a solid left tackle. That's kind of how I look at it. But you know, I don't necessarily. I, I think if we go best player available for me, like if it's tight end, if it's Pitts, if it's if no tackle is worth taking at eight, and we can't trade back, nobody's no takers, and we have to take a corner. Cool. If we take uh, if Chase is there, I'm not gonna argue that because that's gonna be competition in the receiver room. I mean. But it, but Robbie there's only Anderson my my point. Robbie, obviously, my point. He's in a contract year, so yeah. it's like you know, it just depends. So, but there's only one football, and if you got a healthy Christian McCaffrey, a healthy Robbie Moore, a healthy DJ Moore, holy moly! I mean, I, everybody loves weapons, but are you burning a spot to where you you know to where it's almost like all right now? Yeah, like you said, maybe you let Robbie walk next year, and you've got a guy, but. I mean, again, if he's sitting on his backside and Darnold can't throw the ball and he's getting blitzed, that, you know, Jamar Chase ain't going to get the ball at all. So, but that, That's the only, the only reason I see them going receiver if that's, like, the best player available. Yeah. So, like, if they feel like if both, which I don't think will happen, both tackles are gone or if they're not high on the tackle that's sitting there at eight and there's no takers for us to trade back and they got to take a receiver or a corner or something like that, that's fine with me. Yeah. Um, and they can find a way to try and make it work take more pressure off of somebody. I mean, you can put Chase or Devontae Smith in that same slot where you had um, Curtis Samuel, you know, and make it work, fine. And then you can see, okay, we'll move Robbie Anderson out next year and we're good. That's fine. But I would love a tackle. If Sewell was able to follow us at eight, that would be a blessing. He ain't falling. He going to the Bengals. I know. He going to the Bengals at five. Calm down. He he ain't falling. I know. (laughs) All right, Kevin, you finally, the you know, the Browns two years ago not picking too high. So, uh, you just got your Davey and Clowney. Now, that's a big if he can stay healthy, capital I-F. But Clowney and your boy Helmet Swinger I mean, out there, you should be good to go. I, he's justified. <laughs> he's justified. <laughs> how are you feeling? I was feeling? at the game. I was at the game. That's right. You brought the, you brought the little dog nose back, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, 
I'm going to be real with you. This is the first draft I really just don't care about because the Browns are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Whoa! They're legitimate Super Bowl contenders. The Corona lights have gotten to Kevin. Holy moly. I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think that's a hot take. I know. Y'all got to get by the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, come on. And the Ravens. already got by the Steelers. The Ravens are the one team in the division that scare me. Uh, we just can't guard yeah. Lamar Jackson, but even if he's got to crap his pants or whatever. Hey man, whatever you, just, you just gotta watch. You got you gotta watch out for Chad Henney on third and fifteens, man. Yeah, that's pretty depressing. We don't need to go back to that. <laughs> but, but regardless, uh, I mean, legitimately, they need to draft either best player available. Uh, I mean, they they need linebackers. The linebacker is not, like, as important of a position as it used to be. Um, they could look at corners. Uh, I mean, don't be surprised if, if there's a wide receiver there that they really like. They might take one because I definitely don't see Odell being on the team next year and or Jarvis Landry. One of the two will be gone probably next year, whether it's they're cut, traded, or whatever. Yeah. Might be. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. They got a lot of guys that need to be paid, and they have a lot of money tied up in those two wide receivers. Who are great. I love them. I love having them on the team, especially if Odell can be healthy. They still, we still haven't seen how this offense can be or how good it can be with him. And, and so. you're fully on board with Baker now. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. I, even after the four year that he had his, his sophomore year, I still still saw enough glimpses where he was good, and I, I just blamed the coaching staff. <laughs> All right. So no, it's uh, I'm I'm solid. We're solid on quarterback. We got plenty of weapons on offense. They they made some of the smartest signings in free agency this year to prove, shore up the defense in the secondary. They just need they they got Miles Garrett a little bit of help. We'll see. I'd rather them spent it on that him than rather have gave it to JJ Watt. To be honest with you. Yeah. So I, mean, I think that was a smarter decision. They're both about like the same like. Shrug your shoulders, shoulders, and hope they can find yeah. the found a youth, right? Him and Jadavian Clowney. I mean, like, JJ Watt's probably the safer pick, but he also costs a lot more money, and he's older as well. Yeah. Like Jadavian Clowney, if it works out this year, that's great. If it doesn't, eh, oh well. It was a yeah. one. It was worth. It was probably worth the one year deal. Yeah. So, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Ready to beat the Steelers twice this year. Now, they're going to be terrible, in my opinion. But okay. that's just me. So we'll see. We'll see how Cincinnati should be a little bit better, and obviously the Ravens are still going to be there. So, what's your? Uh, do you have a Cleveland Browns jersey purchase in the cart? Oh uh, no, I bought a Odell one not that long ago because it was on sale. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I try to be a little smarter with my jersey purchases because <laughs> of all the. <laughs> retired Browns jerseys that I have. Yep. So I have a Baker. I mean, I have an Odell, and I have a Miles Garrett. Yep. Uh, but outside of that, of current players, I don't have anybody else. We'll see. I'm Depends waiting. If somebody signs a long-term deal, or I'm waiting. Know. I'm waiting for the day the Panthers. I'm waiting for the day that the Panthers play the Browns, and I can hang two Delome jerseys in the back. The Browns DeLome jersey that you well, gave me. Another and one of the Panthers like DeLome jerseys. Three years, I think. Two years, three yeah. years. Two or three years. <laughs> they should be playing again. And people will just so be like, the last How? time they played was the Manzo 
game. Yeah. I think. When I think Keekly knocked him out, yeah. Knocked him yeah. out. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 I was yep. there. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. They were in a read option, and he took it, and yep. Yep, I remember yep. that. Yeah. That was – And I was angry. I was angry about that, but now I'm just like, man, he probably deserved it. It's, it's kind of been funny. I don't know if y'all if you follow Johnny Manziel on Twitter at all, but he's kind of like he's kind of a he's kind of a he's a little funny though because he acknowledges yeah. like, hey, I sucked in the NFL, and he makes fun of himself now for it. And also, I mean, he talks shit about Cleveland, so I don't like. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's, it's just Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what to do? Yeah. But no, he, has no right. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. he has no right. Talk shit when he's the one that was part of that bullshit. Yeah, that exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's the same, you say it's like, Cleveland at the same time. I say it's Johnny Manziel. Yeah, right. Johnny Manziel, Josh Gordon. David, you're right. You're right. They should have. Who they who they pass up over him in that draft? They traded back in the first. Ah uh, man, I I blocked that. They they passed up on so many quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't remember. The, the latest one we were angry about was Wentz, but. That kind of ended up working out. Yeah. Perhaps we'll see how he does with the Colts. That was it. Uh, I have to go back. It was, so that was 20, no, 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 that was that was not that draft. They it traded. Was, that was the most recent. Yeah. Okay. Didn't the the Browns trade out of that pick to, for wins to get taken or something? Oh, you know what? Maybe it was that draft. I think it was that draft because we traded out and we did. I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. Because no, that was the we drafted Corey Coleman that draft. Yeah. Where we traded out of the Wentz pick. Okay. That was before that. That was another great first round pick by the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'll, I'll look it up, but you can keep going if you want. But yeah, no. So it's it's been funny to see him. Yeah, I know Kevin doesn't like him, but he'll he'll talk trash with people tweeting at him and stuff, and that's always just. At least he knows he was terrible, but he came from money, so it's not like he needed the money, and that I guess could have been uh, your uh, red flag yeah. of why he may not have made it, but you know. He still has his defenders. I mean, people yeah. just loved him as a college Listen, player. If he I was can, a great college player. If I can come across a good old Johnny Manziel Browns jersey on my Goodwill hunts, it'll it'll oh, be purchased for the for the hanging. I think of the... I threw I threw my shirt away. I had a shirt. He went the first he round. Went the first round pick. They traded. Okay, so the Browns drafted eight. Yes. The Browns drafted number eight, and they took Justin Gilbert. Yeah, this yep. was a bad draft. That was not a good pick. Oh, yeah, this was not awful. Not a good pick. Um, he went they 22nd. At, they picked at 22. They also had a first-round pick at 22, and they got Johnny. Yep. Uh, quarterback. Teddy B, Blake, Blake Derek Wardles. Carr. Uh, I guess Derek Carr would have been better. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Terry Derek. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess, it you was, know, yeah. It wasn't nobody. It was the second quarterback. I mean, even, even Teddy in the beginning was doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, before his yeah. knee. Yeah, I think Bridgewater up. was the big one originally, but when yep. his injury, everybody's like, eh. Yeah. Carr has been kind of mad, but I'd still probably rather have either of them. Than yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the Clowney <laughs> was number one overall. Yeah. Clowney was yeah, yeah. okay. Mike Second Evans. Round. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, yeah, yeah. That was a Kelvin that was Benjamin draft. Nah, God, I was just thinking who Don't remind get. me about that yeah. shit, man. Because that was I was a, so happy to get him, but then shit didn't work out. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's big time. Yeah, big, big time. Sammy <laughs> Watkins got drafted fourth. That's crazy. Yep. But he's randomly <laughs> been in multiple Super Bowls and won one too. It's weird how like who Sammy Watkins. 
Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, he God. went fourth to the Bills, and they traded him to the uh, for the to the Rams for a first round pick, and then he was there, and then he went to the Chiefs. Like he's just been all over the place. Blake Bortles went three, man. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oof. Like I said, so the thing is, we talked about it last. Like out of these five quarterbacks that we're talking about, there's going to be at least two or three busts. So that to me is like you said, the Niners, their big move. That's the biggest one, you know. Trevor Lawrence, he could end up like Luck and have a stellar year, but then just be like, you know what? If he gets a big injury, it's going to be interesting how all these teams surround their quarterbacks with talent. But two or three of these guys, be it Zach Wilson, be it Mac Jones, be it – I mean, Mac Jones just seems like a guy that's going to hang around the league for a while because even yep. though he won't be great, he'll be like, oh, well, he's won a couple games. You know, the, the Matt Schaubs and all that stuff of the world. But, you know – Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels, yeah. I mean, they, they'll just <laughs> hang around – and, and Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick, yeah. <laughs> so, 40. Oh, it's Fitzmagic now, though, man. He's yeah. sorry, my bad, Fitzmagic, yeah. <laughs> but still, I don't know how Ron Rivera – I'm interested to see how Ron Rivera is going to do with that team because him not having a superstar franchise quarterback is really going to find out if, you know, if he really is good at coaching or was was he carried by the Lukes and the Cams of the world, so. And, and, and in my opinion on that, I – think a lot of that was Luke and Cam. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't I don't question. I think Rivera's a good coach, but elite or something to that degree, I, I can't speak to that because I think Cam and Luke really like, like he, they, they really got he was getting 9 and 10 wins off of them alone. Healthy them alone. Yeah, I was thinking about Kevin saying uh, was linebacker's not the most important position that he used to be. And I was thinking like Luke Keekley right off the bat. Yeah. You go from Luke Cleekey to, to here, Whitehead. Yeah. And then after Whitehead got out of there, we saw what Carter take over. Yeah. Yeah. He has just played so much better. It, it is interesting, though, like how like Micah Parsons was talked about from Penn State a lot. But to Kevin's point, it is seemed like with all the passing now, you need more yeah, depth in corners. Just, now, yeah, if you can get a Luke yeah. Keekly, absolutely. But oh, yeah. those guys yeah. – you know, we talked about when he retired. The rare breed. The rare breed. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, yeah. and and it's there. You're not going to last long, right? Like unless you're just going to keep pounding. Like those guys are going to get hurt. You don't have your London Fletchers anymore, who played middle linebacker for 19 years. Junior Seau did, and he ended up killing himself because of all the head. Like yeah, yeah. it's just that middle of the field and all the collisions. Ray Lewis. Ray. I mean, Ray Lewis has gone crazy. He, he killed can, a know, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> so hey, but but also also the style of the game was a little different then too. So you can argue like I mean, yeah, but that middle of the field, the Duvall, that middle of the field linebacker. I mean, that is a head-on collision every time. Like even the even though the style has changed and it's gotten better in the aspect of like you know head injuries, but still. You're taking on every position. You're getting cracked back. You're getting centers, guards, tackles, fullbacks up to – I mean, even though it's not as – like you said, it's not the, the head knocker that we used to play, but still, I just – you're not – those guys, even like – look at Darius Leonard, right, of the Colts, who's been arguably the best middle linebacker since Keekley retired. He missed a handful of games. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's they going all break to, down. They're all – because yep. you're right there in the middle of it all, unlike some positions where you can mitigate some of your contact – when you're a linebacker, especially in the middle, it, there's no mitigating it. You're in on every single play almost. There's no just hanging back unless it's the victory formation, formation kneel down kind of thing. So, 
I just it, that, NFL, not for long. Yeah, NFL. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but all right, so we will get to the uh, to our notebook questions now. So our warehouse distillery wine under the bridge notebook. I sent some uh, pictures of the notebook to David. He's gonna pick one while we while he goes and picks one. We got a little housekeeping. Don't have too much, but yeah, as we mentioned, NFL draft. We will do our fantasy draft challenge next week. Get your picks in. Send it to um, send it to us. We'll have a little Google sheet. Or if you want to come over and kick it, I know Duvall's coming over. G's probably coming over. Yeah. We'll do our reaction video similar to how we did uh, the Panthers Falcons Thursday night game. We'll do it down here in the basement since it's a late night. Don't want to wake the kid up upstairs. But we'll do that and enter in. If you win, I think Buck won it last year. You win, you get a, a sweet little trophy that we've made up. And then a, if you do come over, we do the $5 or less buy-in from the gas station. So just pick you up something funny. That's going to be fun. Yeah, oh, it's going to be. Oh, oh, I'm ready to check out oh. that new QT down the road and see what it is. And I'll probably have some gifts. Last year I got uh, some 40s. And I realized last year in the morning, it's probably not good for us to drink 40s like that. So maybe I'll just get some tall boys. That malt liquor did me over last year. So <laughs> Duvall's already having flashbacks as well. I remember it, man. I got up and worked out afterwards. That was tough, though. <laughs> All right, David. The Cobra? Yeah, the Cobra. Uh, the King Cobra? Yeah. Oh, I, might, those are awful. I might get one just for the time sake that we can split down here. But I don't know if I'll have all three of us get one. You know what would be crazy is if we did what well, we wouldn't do it. We'd have to do like a burial cart for that. That would be crazy. Oh. A burial cart with a King Cobra. We've talked about it. Oh. You'd have to do Rainbow Road. Because Cheeks just said he's one. Oh, well, you need a burial for Loco. Oh I'll, God. Yeah, that would. No, be wait. Crazy. I don't. That's. I actually just sent this to Buck today. I don't know if y'all seen it. Oh. So you know the Bang Energy drinks? They now yeah. have a seltzer. No. I don't know what that is. It's like this. It's like this new. Like it has like kind of creatine in it. It's like a healthier energy drink. But Buck has been creatine? a big yeah. Buck has been a big fan yeah. of it. But I saw today at the grocery store at Harris Teeter, they have their own seltzer now. So it's like an energy drink seltzer. And I was like, holy moly, Man, this like a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're slowly bringing four locos back. Slowly bringing four locos back. We're yep. slowly bringing it back. Yep. All right, I, love got... the, I love that increase, bro, man. No, no. I love <laughs> yeah. All right, what you got? You got a question, David? Yeah, yeah, I got you right here. It was... Open the phone back up. All right. If you could... Uh, let's see. If you could pick up, a, excuse me, pick up and learn a new sport today as a career, what would you choose? You know what? This is, uh, this, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm going to go easy. Obviously, I'm thinking as, as I'm 30 years old and plus here. I'm going to go, I know how, cornhole. If I could become an expert Ooh. at cornhole, I feel like they got a little bit of play on ESPN every now and then, ESPN2. And those guys, oh. and I, it's not too much tear, wear or tear on the body. So I'm just going to go cornhole right now. Even though I, you know, I know it said pick up and play, but I'll say, obviously, everybody knows how to play cornhole. But to be expert kind of where you could spend all your time on it. I'd, I'd say that. I would probably go. I mean, I, I, I have two, I guess, but okay. I also, I, I, one would be bowling. Same thing. It's always yeah. on ESPN on like Sundays, especially uh, like hey, Kevin, in between. It's now, it's time. now, it's yeah. now on Fox on Sundays. Okay. Fox on Sundays. Yeah. I actually like watching that. 
Yeah. But that's all. I, but I don't know. I have a little bit of experience. I'm a pretty good bowler. Okay. Like, not, like, really good. But And then the other one would probably be disc golf. I've been trying to get good at disc golf and not good at disc golf. <laughs> but it's fun. It's still yeah. fun to play. I still I try to play, like, once a week or once every couple weeks. Okay. And Charlotte is, like, the area to play. Yeah. So that would be the one that if I could, like, get really good at, it would be kind of cool to play that. Right. Based in just, like, yeah. tournaments or or professionally, but that, that's never going to happen. Kevin, that's a great <laughs> a great game to bring up on 420, man. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll go next. And, Kevin, you kind of stole my thunder with bowling because it's not as much wear and tear. Um, and it's really just a matter of just making sure you, you got your technique down or whatever. But I'm going to go off a little away is, is I would I would be golf. Now, yeah. I, I, I'm not necessarily I, – I, I don't even own a pair of clubs, but can I get the ball off the ground? Yes. Can I think putt-putt? Yeah. But, like, if I could actually master the skill to be maybe at, at least go on some of the tours because the money is good on those tours. So, yeah. like, I could finish last and get 250000 <laughs> I would do it. You know, so if, if, I, if I was able to do it, I would, I would say go. Yeah. Like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yes. doesn't, doesn't need to learn how to putt. He's like, I'm still. It doesn't matter if I come in last. How much do I get? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. All right, David, All what right. you got? Oh man, okay. If we're gonna keep it the theme of like the no wearing and tearing, all that sort of stuff. I guess you would have to say like professional video games. Like those guys uh, that are doing like was yeah. it like the pro like Call of Duty and stuff like that. It's a good one. You know, making tournament money, but they're really good enough to where they just have like a YouTube channel or yep. a Twitch channel. Yeah. They're just collecting bank off of that. Yeah. The whole time. To play video games. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But yeah. uh, to break away from that, if I was going to go for another one, it'd be uh, like Race Driver, like Formula One. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Just traveling the world, just like one of the top, you know, 30, 20 some drivers in the world doing that sort of thing. You're like one weekend, you're in like Monaco, then you're uh, again. Uh, Dubai and stuff like that. Just traveling the world doing that whole thing, man. That'd be great. Nice. nice. All right. I'm, I'm good. Duval, you got any last final thoughts? No, I'm good, man. That, that, this has been a good one, man. David, yep. thank you for joining, man. I've enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right, David, before you do leave, though, I'm going to make you your prediction. Who are the Panthers Uh-oh. selecting at eight? Uh, the eighth pick. Yeah. 2021 draft. Carolina Panthers select. Man, Rashawn Slater. All right. That's a solid. That's a good one. All right. We'll got to throw it out. All right. Fair enough. Uh, and we will get into more uh, draft shenanigans next week for our annual pre-draft talk. We'll do all that, and then we'll do a post one the following week. But, yeah, David, I appreciate you stopping through. We'll definitely have to have you back on some of other stuff and get you involved in some of our other uh, fantasy games and all that good stuff as well. So. Good stuff. Oh, and I was going to say, I got a uh, text from Buck the other day. There's a new, like, go-kart track yeah. in Mooresville where yep. they model it after, like, an Italian racetrack. I'm saying, man, I know we can't, you know, do the full birio kart thing. <laughs> oh, man. But just take this thing on the streets and then oh, just no. drink afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's go, it. Go real. That's Here's true. Watch Grand Prix, man. You can start it up. That's true. That actually oh, wouldn't be a bad Once Once we get past some of all this covid shenanigans we definitely should try to plan yeah. something yeah. on that aspect yeah. of doing something oh, everybody say a little prayer for me i got my second dose tomorrow oh okay Let's hope that uh 
I get mine Friday, so nice. I will probably check in on you on Twitter and see how you're holding yeah. up. Yeah. And if you I got took, your birthday, I took, I took, I took Thursday off just in case. And it's been a mixed bag. Like some people have reactions to it, some people don't. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I didn't have a reaction to the first uh, dose or whatever, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah, Kevin, we got to get you to stop back through for some more Birio cart. It's been a while on that. I know you stopped through a little bit ago, but uh, yeah. 100% vaccinated, so yeah. Yeah, good. there we go. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right, if I David, survive. David, any any final thoughts before you, you we sign off? Uh, no, I'll say my only really social media platform that I'm on is Twitter, uh, <laughs> at Hanson DM, H-A-N-S-O-N, just like the band that, you know, which just kind of ruined my fifth grade years, <laughs> you know, at the time. So, yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's about it, man. All Thanks right. for having me. And, uh, yeah, it's great. All right. And uh, Kevin, man, how do we end the podcast? Peace. Peace.